Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Hello there, and welcome to episode 13 of The Social Circus. I'm your host, Sarah Thompson, and today I'm excited to be talking about uh, Facebook ads and in particular the Apple iOS changes and what they have meant to you. So if this is something you felt you've heard talked about a lot, um, stay tuned because it's going to be such a great episode for you to get some tips and also understand what it actually means because I know for many people the changes happened some time ago and we can feel like wow, I didn't keep up with that and I'm not actually sure what they mean and what are the implications or why it actually all happened. So I'm going to break down all of that for you. And I'm going to start at the logical place. So if you are not across any of this, this is going to be a great episode. I'm going to start with big data. And big data is actually um, the reason behind a lot of what I'm going to be talking about today. And it's the reason behind Apple's motivation in terms of the changes that they made. So big data is a term that we often hear that simply refers to larger complex data sets. Um, and they are actually so voluminous or large um, that traditional data processing software simply cannot manage them. So there are four characteristics of big data. Can you tell I studied this at university? <laughs> the four characteristics are volume. So that means the sheer amount of data, the velocity or the rate at which data is received, and the variety, meaning that there are many different types of data. And it's fair to say that the gold is absolutely in the data when it comes to value of organisations. So I want to talk on a little bit of background about our four big digital marketing companies, or digital companies, I should call them, um, who they are and what they mean. Now, if you haven't heard of the four, as they're called, or the big four of tech, this is who they are. They are Apple, Meta, Alphabet, and Amazon. Now, Apple, everybody knows of and understands who they are. Um, they are obviously a big organization that makes traditionally what we think of as hardware. So um, I'm sitting here using my Apple Mac in my office. I have an Apple iPhone. I have earbuds. Um, I have a Mac laptop. So I use all Apple devices. But where they make a big chunk of their money is actually in sales by the App Store. So they take a 30% cut of all sales that go through the App Store. So if you purchase anything through an app, 30% of that will always go to Apple. Their current CEO is Tim Cook. And the reason I mention him is because he's quite important in terms of understanding these Apple iOS changes. So the other big company is Amazon. And um, we all know Jeff Bezos, who is the CEO of that. Um, and they have a really interesting reputation in terms of the way in which they handle um, online e-commerce stores. So of all the millions of e-commerce websites out there on the world, um, anywhere from 37 to 40% of that is through Amazon, <laughs> which is quite terrifying considering what a huge market share that gives them and what a very dominant position they are in. Um, and they are often known to um, what we would call in Australia under trade practices, predatory behaviour. So they often let a store come through with a product, perform really well. When it does well, they'll go and find the supplier, replicate the product and kill that store. So if you're going into e-commerce, Amazon is not your new best friend. It is where you the last place you want to put your product. So Alphabet, as a company, you would know it by its retail name, which is Google. And Google are 
huge in that they absolutely dominate and own the search market. So about 90% of all searches go through Google um, and the, the rest is sort of broken up. And Bing does get a bit of that and mainly because it's the default search engine when you, you get certain um, Microsoft products and that's why people are using that. But mostly people use Google. And we know in, um, in culture and society, when a term becomes the verb, um, we know that it has massive cut through. So if you um, are British descent, you'll know that people don't say we're going to do the vacuuming. They say we're going to do the hoovering. And hoover is the brand that has become synonymous with vacuuming. So rather than saying I'm going to search, we say I'm going to Google something. So it's become that verb that we use to communicate what that action is that we want to take. Now, the other big company is Meta. And if you weren't aware, uh, in 2021, Meta changed its name. And so the, the companies that sit underneath all the biggest brands are obviously Facebook. So Meta is the parent company that has all of the brands, including Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, WhatsApp, and Oculus sitting underneath it. So it's a very big company. So all of these companies make up the big four of tech. And you'll be interested to know that it used to be the five. And Microsoft was actually part of that and the reason that it dropped off is because it failed to collect data on people. And data is really in the value of these organisations, what it knows about people and how it can create influence and create exceptional advertising for people because of the data that they collect. So that's a little bit of a background on the big four as they are known. And really their combined value, I think, is around the $4 trillion US dollars. So um, there's not many, I think... Um, you know, companies' GDP that would, or um, countries' GDP that would represent that. So they're huge. Now, the big change came because Apple CEO Tim Cook, as I mentioned, is very vocal about privacy and transparency. And he has been speaking very, very widely on this for several years now, and particularly in relation to the fact that he believes that most users don't understand that they're being tracked and that their data is being captured. And he's, he's really upset about this, and I think probably rightly so, but we're not going to dive into the, um, what's the word, the morality of or absence of morality in data tracking. I'm going to talk to you about what it actually is. So data tracking is really where you as a user are being tracked. And this means when you move from one website to an app, your actions are being tracked and your data is being collected. So it goes on very much behind the scenes. And we have all had this experience of understanding when we're being tracked and it feels somewhat unsettling. So it might be that you are thinking of going on a holiday and you pop into Google, um, you know, wherever you're going on holiday and fun activities to do. You then go to a website and have a look at their activities. And then five minutes later, you pop over to Facebook and you start getting hit with ads that are remarketing from that company that you just visited. So it's when we have those moments when that happens that we feel very aware of this app tracking and we're kind of like, oh, so it's following me and watching me. But that is honestly the tip of the iceberg and it's a very visible tip and there's plenty going on behind the scenes that you're not, we're not aware of and don't understand. And this is why Apple really took a stance against it. So... <clears throat> There's a lot of really interesting shows that can help you understand this and I'll pop them in the show notes. They're both on Netflix and I would highly recommend you watch them both. So the first one's called The Social Dilemma um, and that really helps you understand how algorithms work to keep us tied to the apps and use our data to keep us addicted to them. And the other one's called um, The Great Hack and The Great Hack really goes into a lot about Facebook and a lot about um, the drive. It was particularly driven in the EU in Europe 
to get an understanding of the data that was being collected on us and to, uh, to request that we could have access to that data. So it's really, really interesting. It was a really um, interesting kind of documentary. I love that kind of stuff. Um, and I think the key message, um, uh, Karen Calderwater, who um, from The Guardian, Carol was quoted as saying in, in that show that our data is out there and used in ways that we don't understand. And that's actually probably the truth about it. It is, is being used and we don't know what, what for. And so what Apple decided to do was to give you some control over your data. And so when they did the Apple iOS 14 update, so that's what you would have heard the Apple iOS 14. And that simply refers to um, iOS is the operating system that Apple performs on and they do updates regularly. So there was a 14 um, and there's different parts to them. So it could be 14.1, that kind of thing. So there's lots of updates that happen regularly and your phone or your device will ask you if it can run an update. And this is what it does. It kind of puts patches on the code. So when Apple announced this iOS 14 update, they made it very clear that they wanted what they call app tracking transparency, ATT. So if you've heard of that term, that's what it refers to. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to let you have some understanding and control over how your data is being used, which I think is a great idea. So when the Apple iOS 14 update was first released in June 2020, um, there were some features that were rolled out then, but it was really on the 26th of April in 2021 that the ATT, App Tracking Transparency, went live. And when that went live, every time you accessed an app that you had on an Apple device, so whether that's a phone or a tablet or your computer, you were forced to opt into all app tracking so it would say that um, you have to give a permission to track you before it can continue with that. So um, apps like Facebook and Instagram and many others were forced to prompt you to ask, can we track your data? And you could say allow, or you could say to the, ask the app not to track. So you as the user for the first time were actually given a choice, which I think is really important because <clears throat> we want to make sure that we're comfortable with giving our data away and how we're giving it away. Um, to me, as someone who works heavily in Facebook ads, I'm like, give your data away because it makes our ads more effective. But I also understand the need for privacy and also the need for control as to what is out there that's being retained about me and how could this be misused. So it's quite important that you understand that. Now, um, if you haven't, um, if you've seen, if you're not on Apple device, you won't have seen these, but I do want you to know that if you are using Facebook or any Facebook of all meta brands, you can actually opt out via the privacy settings that these apps have. So you can go to the privacy settings in Facebook, for example, and you can choose to opt out of app tracking within Facebook. So even if you're not on an Apple device, you now have that choice to decide, do I want my data to be tracked or not? And so that was Meta or Facebook really stepping up to the plate and saying, we also care about data and we also want to give you a choice to decide whether you need to be um, tracked or not. So that's really, really important. Now, in terms of um, the Apple iOS 14 update and what did it mean, um, we'll notice now whenever we run ads in Ads Manager within Facebook or Meta that um, it will tell you that your ads may be impacted by the Apple iOS update. So that's the update that we've just covered. But it, it isn't really the end of the world. So I want to talk a little bit about data, first of all, because Apple has a really significant market share in terms of smartphones. It sits around that 15% of the market. 
So only that 15% are going to be affected by app tracking. So if you're on another device like an Android, you're not going to be impacted. Similarly, if you're accessing something via a desktop, um, you won't have been asked to opt out of that. So the app tracking is really effective. Now, um, the data that I've got, which is um, from almost, it's from July, 2021, it said that the opt-out rates were about 16% of Apple users. So it was only a small portion of people that opted out, okay? So it wasn't as big an impact as we thought because at the time it did very much feel like if you worked in Facebook ads in 2021, it felt like the sky was falling and it felt like we weren't going to be able to use particularly a lot of what we call conversion ads where we can track people and retarget them. And it felt like we weren't going to be able to use retargeting and conversion. It felt like at the end of the world. Um, however, it hasn't been. And we also have had the opportunity to become more sophisticated with the way in which we target people through our Facebook ads. So if you think about that, it's really about being really clever with how you create ads. So um, as I mentioned, if you're on um, a desktop or mobile device that doesn't use the Apple operating system, such as Android, those devices were not impacted, but people did have the choice to opt out manually, as I mentioned, you can opt out of Facebook and Instagram manual data. And some people will do that, particularly um, we know that um, when I'll, I'll come back to the movie, The Great Hack or the documentary, um, that, that what happened there, and I'll just give you a little preface because it's good to understand this. Um, this was, you would have heard of it, hopefully, if you listen to the news several years ago, the Cambridge Analytica data breach. And this was where it was found that Facebook was sharing data with third party entities to their benefit, particularly on political topics. And this was obviously quite a concern. Now, when this came out, it was actually someone in Europe that requested the data that was retained on them. And they went through the European courts and Facebook refused to give them their data. And they refused to say, this is what we've kept on you, which I think that lack of transparency is quite concerning. And I think if you do want to know what data is being retained on you, you should have a legal right to obtain that data. So on the back of that Cambridge Analytica and that court case, Facebook lost millions of users. So millions. In Australia, it felt like it was a blip. Um, we seem to be less concerned with data and privacy here than we do in other nations, but it had a really detrimental impact on Facebook and some people left and never came back. So, you know, the whole um, topic of data and privacy and security is important. And in some cultures, it's more important than in others. And I would say um, with some honesty that I do believe in Australia, we're a little bit flippant about our data and our privacy. And it's certainly something that we should work harder on. But let's talk about what does it mean for our Facebook ads now that we've got the ATT, the app tracking transparency, where people can opt out. So it means a few things in terms of your ads that you're running through ads manager on Facebook or Meta, whichever you want to refer to. So um, some, some impact is going to be firstly on the audiences that we use, because obviously we can't see everyone that's visited our website because some people will have opted out. So if you're using customer lookalike audiences that rely on data from your website, those audiences may be reduced and this can make them non-viable. So that's key to understand. Also, um, on, um, on your ads manager, you can place ads through what's called audience network. An audience network allows you to place out ads outside of the meta family. So outside of Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, you can place ads on audience network, which will allow them to pop up in apps. Okay, so if you, if you play games on apps or you have a free version of an app, 
often they will deliver you ads in lieu of payment. So if you've had that experience, those ads are placed through Facebook Ads Manager. So some of that reach through audience network will be diminished because of that ATT. So keep that in mind as well. There is also some changes in terms of delay with reporting. So we used to get what we'd call real-time reporting like in 30 minutes, and some of it now can actually take up to three days to appear. So those conversion ads that we love and rely on, the data that we get from that is delayed, and that means that we might not get it in a timely enough manner to allow us to keep our ads working really well. So keep that in mind that there's a few changes. Now, in response to this meta um, really didn't like being called out by Apple. They don't like being made to look like the bad guys, that they are using our data to make money, which is exactly what they're doing. Um, and so they, like I said, have tried to make some steps to look like they are trying to, to do a better job of data and privacy. So they brought in that ability to opt out, whether you're on an Android or an Apple device, so you can opt out and retain your privacy. They also said that they now have what they call special ad categories. And these are really if you're working in an area that is um, somewhat aligned to politics. And what that means is, are you a political party? Do you have a political influence? Um, do you have a political message? Or are you lobbying like a lobby group? So if you are any of those, you now must de declare a special ad category and you must de declare who your alliance is or who you're supporting or motivating. So it gives people some transparency that when they're seeing ads, they understand um, this is an ad from Greenpeace and it supports the local member who's a Greens member, say, in your federal election. So that transparency is really, really helpful and that's one of the things that they've done. From the average Joe business like us, the changes have allowed us to kind of, um, you know, allow our business to be a bit more transparent. And some of the first things that they've done is inside business manager, they will ask you to verify your domain. So if you haven't done this, please do it because it will have a really positive impact on your ability to, to run your um, Facebook ads. So make sure that you've done that um, verification of your domain. Um, you will also find that um, if your domain is not verified, they will pause any ads that um, have an impact with that Apple iOS update. That's something that shouldn't be affecting you too much because we've been living with this for a little bit, um, a little bit of time now. So keep that in mind. The other thing they've done is reduce the number of what we call aggregated events. So um, in days gone by, we could have unlimited number of those, and now we can have a maximum of eight, which um, does seem like a lot, but you can actually get through those very quickly. So you need to keep in mind and choose those wisely to make sure you're getting the events that are going to show you those um, kind of, oh, I don't want to call it conversions, but in a lot of cases, it is a conversion event that we're looking for. So keep that, keep that thought in mind. Now, I hope that you've enjoyed listening to today's podcast. My goal is really to um, help you understand the background to some of these things that happen. And I know that we're all very busy business owners. And what, what often happens is that something's going on in the background, like Apple iOS 14 updates happening, and we're aware that it's happening. We're like, I know that something's going on, but I don't really understand it and I'm not really sure what action to take. So it is my hope that by listening to today's episode, you feel a little bit more confident about understanding Apple iOS changes. You understand what's going on at a macro level in terms of those big tech companies, how they interact with each other and what they're trying to do. So um, Apple would like us to think that they're on our side and protecting our data. And um, they've just taken a different stand. That's a very palatable PR story. 
Um, Facebook or Meta, on the other hand, have done a really poor job of this and are scrambling very hard to make it look like they care about us and our privacy. I'm not going to dive into whether or not I think that's right. Um, I want you to decide and remember that um, you still do have some control over your data if you choose to take that through your privacy settings. So hope you found today's episode useful and I'll look forward to hearing you and tuning in with you again same time next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.